You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. To the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Thursday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And unfortunately, it's the same story with a bit of a different plot. The Braves lose their fourth straight game on Wednesday night, 5-3 to the Diamondbacks. Their second straight series loss after ending the first half of the season, winning 11 straight series. So, so right now, it definitely is a rough patch of play for the Braves. On Wednesday night, again, almost a complete contrast from how the game on Tuesday night went. You know, Tuesday night, just a complete roller co- coaster of emotions, offense everywhere, but is also miscues and bad pitching for the Braves. Well, on Wednesday night, you know, the pitching struggled. You know, the defense didn't, you know, the defense wasn't the best, you know, on Wednesday night either. But what stood out about Wednesday night was the fact that the Braves offense just could not get any type of big inning or true consistency going. And as a result, the Braves lost 5-3. to three. You know, the hope was, was that coming off of Tuesday and three straight losses, Charlie Morton would hopefully be able, you know, to come off, you know, arguably his best start of the season in the first game of the second half last Friday, Hopefully, he would be able to put on some type of repeat performance, but that just was not in the cards on Wednesday night against the Diamondbacks. Six hits, four earned runs, three walks, four strikeouts. You know, Charlie Morton wasn't terrible. He went five and two-thirds innings, which is good. The Braves needed for him to go at least five, six innings, but Charlie Morton just didn't have his best stuff. And one thing that stood out, you know, we talk all season long about how a calling card of this Braves offense has been them jumping on teams early. You know, especially with them, you know, their production in the first inning of this year has been historic. Well, right now the Braves are getting a bit of their own medicine. You know, just like we had saw, you know, in the White Sox series, the Diamondbacks were able to strike early and the Braves just were not able to put the offense together to be able to come back. Now, there were a few positive moments offensively as Marcelo Zuna hit his 18th home run of the year and Austin Riley, his third home run over the past two games. Just a, and, a, and he absolutely nailed his 19th home run of the season on Wednesday night. So it definitely seems as if Austin Riley is locked in. And as I mentioned on Tuesday's Hammer, that would definitely be a great development for this team as time goes on. But Again, there certainly is significance and relevance that comes from the Braves now having lost five out of their last six games. But I think that things seem to be a bit more concerning 
than they actually are. Again, when you broaden your perspective a little bit, this is a rough stretch of play. But the Braves have now lost four games in a row. I think the reason why things may seem to be a bit more concerning than they actually are is because we rarely lose four games in a row. If you go back to 2022 last year, we didn't lose four games in a row at all. There was not one stretch during the 2022 regular season where the Braves lost four games in a row. The most that they lost in a row was three games. But this year, we actually have lost four games in a row. We did it once in April and once in May. And I bring that up to kind of put into perspective, the fact is, is that right now, we've been through this before. There are a lot of similarities to what the Braves are working through right now when it comes to dealing with injuries, when it comes to dealing with inconsistencies of the talent that's available on the roster right now. This is very similar to what the Braves had to work through during the month of May as they were trying to work through injuries to the bullpen, to the lineup, to the rotation, what have you. Right now, the Braves are 28 games above 500. But I'm just going to, you know, the fair truth is, is that the roster that is available right now to play for the Braves is not a team that is going to be able to win at a 70, 75% stretch over a long period of time. That's just natural with how much talent right now is on the injured list. And I don't think, and that's okay. That's okay to admit. I don't think that, that that's just the simple truth to recognize. And when you're dealing with the injuries that the Braves are, you're going to get more inconsistencies. But I bring up the fact that we've dealt with this before because as time went on, the Braves eventually got healthy. They eventually made adjustments. And then you saw what they were able to do in June and early July, winning that, you know, a just absolutely incredible clip and, you know, historic offensive production and better than expected starting pitching. That's what happens when this team is healthy. So the big thing to remember is that in time, this team is going to be healthy once again and better times should be ahead. Now, I say that because I think that it's relevant. I think it's important to point out that we went through a very similar situation to what we're experiencing right now earlier this season. We weathered the storm and we wound up just fine. I expect there's a good chance that'll happen once again, but you also couple that with the fact that the Braves, again, you know, their defense, their, you know, overall starting pitching, their bullpen, sure, they could probably use one or two more arms to be able to come into the fold and be available to help them down the stretch and in the playoffs. Yes, adjustments need to be made for this defense to get better as time goes on. But thankfully, because we've been through this before, we know how to weather this storm now, and I think in the end, we should be just fine. And the other great thing to remember is this, is that it's always good to get this out of the way now instead of it happening in, happening in September and October. It's always good to get this stuff out of the way now when you still have opportunities to make adjustments through the trade deadline and obviously getting players back healthy. And it's always good to go ahead and get this type of stretch out of the way now when other teams that, that are trailing you in the division are struggling as well. On Wednesday night, the Phillies, the Marlins, and the Dodgers all lost. The Phillies and the Marlins obviously trailing the Braves in the NL East. The Dodgers are behind the Braves when it comes for the when it comes to the race for the National League's best record. You know, Stephen Tolbert, you know, the podcast to be named later, brought up a great point on Twitter earlier tonight. 
The Braves are 1-5 over their past six games, but they've actually improved their division lead from 8.5 games to 9.5 games. So while it seems like things are definitely concerning, and while it's valid that there are a few things to be concerned with, you know, to worry about, I do think that it's important to remember this team went through a very similar situation earlier this year. They were able to weather that storm, get back good in terms of health and after adjustments were made, and they went on an incredible run. I'm not saying that once the calendar hits August, the Braves are going to get back 20-80% of their ball games, but I am saying that better times are ahead once they get players back healthy and once potential adjustments and a few trades are potentially made to better this roster moving forward. But speaking of health getting a bit better as time goes on, the Braves continued to get positive news, a little bit of negative news when it comes to their outfield situation on Wednesday, but some definite positive news when it comes to their starting rotation. In the Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Weeks ahead. So another example of why right now is, again, almost a mirror image of what the Braves had to work through, you know, at different times in the months of April and May, is the fact that we're getting back to it seeming like there's a roster move made every day due to the continuation of both expected and unexpected um, injury occurrences that the Braves are having to deal with. You know, over the weekend, you know, there was, you know, the injury to Eddie Rosario. Nobody really thought that it was anything, you know, of, of a serious matter, but he was out a game or two, you know, dealing with a hamstring injury. As a result, the Braves called up out, outfielder Forrest Wall over the weekend, and then on Tuesday night when Sam Hilliard got his second start in place of Eddie Rosario, he stepped awkwardly on first base, and now he has been placed on the injured list. And that's the move that the Braves made on Wednesday, placing Sam Hilliard on the 10-day injured list. They selected the contract of Seth Elledge, and they released reliever Danny Young. So, so again, the Braves, you know, we're not just talking about the fact that, you know, the Braves are experiencing all these injuries when it comes to their pitching staff. They definitely are, but they also are expecting these unexpected, you know, kind of, you know, freak injuries that are occurring. And the latest example is Sam Hilliard. So, you know, it seems as if the good thing is, is that Eddie Rosario was back in the lineup 
on Wednesday night. So the Braves outfield depth, you know, Rosario, Michael Harris II, and um, Ronald Acuna Jr. in the outfield with Kevin Pillar and now Forrest Wall, you know, on the bench. The Braves should be fine when it comes to their outfield depth, but just continued, you know, dealings when it comes to injuries. The Braves are likely going to have to continue to do some uh, to do some roster shuffling to make sure that they're fully equipped as they need to be when it comes to their depth, both in the starting rotation and bullpen, but also now the lineup. But when we talk about indications, when we talk about reasons to, you know, keep hope high and, you know, to, to have full confidence that this team will be just fine, we are continuing to get good news when it comes to, you know, in my opinion, the two most important people right now on the injured list for the Braves in terms of their, you know, overall uh, uh, potential this season is the fact that the Braves are continuing to get good news when it comes to both Max Reed and Kyle Wright. The latest on Kyle Wright is that he's continuing to ramp up his activity. Throwing sessions hopefully will lead, you know, to bullpen sessions here in the near future. It does look like that in terms of some type of rehab assignment, the target is still sometime in early August, and he likely will return at some point in early September. That should hopefully allow for him to get some starts under his belt, and if he's back fully healthy, he'll hopefully be an option for the postseason. But again, you know, comparing right now to earlier in the season, you know, there were many days where as a Braves fan, your eye, one eye was focused on what the pitcher was doing in Atlanta, but the other eye was focused on what the pitcher was doing in Gwinnett. And that's going to be the case again on Thursday. Max Reed is scheduled to go five innings. The Braves have mentioned they would like for him to go five innings on Thursday. Hopefully, he'll be able to do that without any sort of issue. Freed has been able to work his way up when it comes to his pitch count over his first two rehab starts without any sort of issue. So if Max Freed on Thursday for Gwinnett can go five innings, that could be a really encouraging sign that he's getting close to once again being available. Now, when that will be, that's, you know, Brian Snicker talked about the fact they first want to see how he does Thursday before committing to any type of future plans. But it will be exciting to see Max Reed and see what he can do on the mound on Thursday in Gwinnett. So certainly some positive news on the um, injury front when it comes to the Braves. It seems as if there definitely is a potential timeline forming to where Max Reed should be able to return to the majors at some point over the next few weeks. And hopefully by that time, we'll be able to have an idea of when Kyle Wright could eventually return to the majors as well. But as I mentioned, one eye should definitely be on Gwinnett to see how Max Reed does for the Stripers in his third rehab start coming back from his forearm strain. But without a doubt, there should be plenty of attention and excitement for what's going to happen on Thursday, actually morning, as you know, the Braves and the Diamondbacks are scheduled to start playing at 11.20 East, or at 12.20 Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. So it'll be afternoon on the Eastern time zone. But in my opinion, one of the most exciting pitching matchups of the season will occur on Thursday afternoon. It's going to be Zach Gallion, who started the uh, All-Star game for the National League, currently has the highest F-War of any National League starting pitcher. He'll be facing off against Spencer Strider, who right now is third in the National League when it comes to F-War among starters. So you're literally getting two 
of arguably the top five pitchers in the National League right now facing off against each other. And the great thing is, is that there's actually a couple of things that, you know, when you look at the track record of both Galleon and Strider so far this season, there's a couple of factors that definitely could play into the Braves' favor. Earlier this year, Zach Galleon faced off against the Braves. The Braves had some decent success against him, and the Braves were able to win the game that they faced him in 8-5. to five. Spencer Strider faced the Diamondbacks earlier this year in that same series, and the Braves were able to win 5-2. to two. So both pitchers have faced both opposing teams so far this year. Spencer Strider got the win while the Braves beat Zach Gallion. The other thing that stands out is that as good as Zach Gallion has been this year, he's given up at least four earned runs in three of his past four starts. So he definitely has been able to be hit over his past few starts. So if the Braves can find success, once again, if they can find success early, like opponents have been doing to them recently, if the Braves can reverse the fortunes and get their own success going early offensively, that could be a huge, huge benefit to them being able to beat Gallion for the second time this season. The other thing that stands out is that Spencer Strider will certainly be motiva motivated to put on a good performance. He, he didn't necessarily, he definitely didn't have his best stuff last Saturday against the White Sox. So the White Sox had some decent luck against him when they put balls in play. But Spencer Strider definitely was not on his A game. So you know he'll be motivated to come out with as strong as of opponent as he'll have in Zach Gallion. You know that Spencer Strider will be motivated to make the most of this start. And you also know that he definitely wants to be the stopper and get the Braves back on their winning ways. Because not to be overly dramatic, you know, not, I'm not going to say that you know t today's game is some type of must-win situation, or that if the Braves don't win, cause and concern and panic or and panic should occur. But I definitely do think the stage is set for the Braves to get a, a needed statement win. Them going against one of the best pitchers in the National League, a potential playoff preview with both the Diamondbacks and Braves being in the playoff picture, a potential playoff preview of Zach Gallion versus Spencer Strider. If the Braves can find a way to win, and a big reason why is because of a great start from Spencer Strider, that will wipe away almost all of the negativity that has occurred because of this recent rough patch of play. But the reason why I also think that it's important for the Braves to figure out a way to win on Thursday is because the schedule doesn't get really any easier as the rest of July happens. You've got, you know, the Brewers. You've got two series against the Brewers coming up, a two-game series against the Red Sox as well, and then you'll face a, a, a um, Los Angeles Angels t team or an Anaheim Angels team that you're hoping, you know, or that, that they are hoping that they will continue to have Shohei Otani at that time, and they're looking to work their way back into the playoff picture. So the schedule for the rest of July definitely is not the easiest. So the Braves being able to figure out a game in which it may not seem as if they have as good of a chance to win as they have had previously, them still being able to figure out the, a way to win their game on Thursday could go a huge way to get the motivation that they need to put together another solid streak of winning as July progresses. So it's going to be a great matchup, a fun matchup. Again, I feel like this definitely could be one of the best pitching matchups that we see for all of 2023. So make sure you enjoy every minute of it, and hopefully the Braves will be able to end, you know, this small skid of uh, rough play that they've been experiencing. Hopefully better times are ahead 
in the not-too-distant future. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on The Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC. All the great contents at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSV, and across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. Until next time, my name's Sean Coleman. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.